We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. I think, like, the reality is, is 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 that center position's huge, right? And obviously the Bears need to shore that up. I also think the center position, it just can take so much off your quarterback of there's a lot of stuff when you're playing on the road, checks that can happen through the center versus having to go back to the quarterback. Well, the quarterback always can come up there and trumpet, right? Like, hey, no, we're not gonna re-mic it. The center can really help. Um, and I don't think the Bears have that right now. No, no, they don't, Tim Jenkins. They do not. By the way, thanks to Jake Melnick's for the the selection of wings. I I, I did not do that hot hot because that looks like it would it would absolutely destroy me. If I tried it. You if Shane's, that really? Because is it a separate sauce? It wasn't already on the wings. Correct. correct? They had the one on the far right. Oh, yeah. Well, now I regret not trying. There's well, go try it. There's the no. There's the regular. There's that bourbon barbecue that they have. I tried the grilled. Wings with olive oil and cayenne and Ooh. lemon, and uh, th- those were my favorite. Delicious. So thank you for that. I'm a big fan of that place. Really great grilled cheese there. What makes it great? Well, the things that they put in it. Ah. So, you know. Grill and cheese. Well, not just that, but if you wanted to go a little harder and you wanted to make some choices. Well, my, my go-to would be sliced tomato and bacon. It's a good choice. An excellent choice. Tom Brady would hate it, but he wouldn't eat the bread anyway. So but he's definitely not eating the tomatoes. Maybe now that he's not playing anymore. I don't know. I think no, TB12 is a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. No, he's one of these weirdos. He thinks he's going to live to like 150 or whatever. He might. He, you don't know. You want, I'll take the under. Who's going to be here to collect? I don't think on, either on one of you are going to outlive him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who's going to be here to collect? Actually, maybe. In 100 years. I forget how old he is. He's my age. We're the same age. Yeah, okay. Then my money's on you guys. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tom no. Brady's going to make some enemies no. somewhere. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can, no, but no, no. But no. Put, put your money on the TV 12 method. He's I, got it right. No, I'm not going to do that. What, I do no not bananas, no tomatoes? It. Is that right? I what? like... I like uh, nightshade vegetables and tomatoes. You're back to nightshade again. Car- and carbs. There we go. That's two segments in a row mentioning nightshade. You mentioned that Brad Spielberger was on football night in Chicago with you. And we haven't put a lot of names to the center position yet. I just Because told- of contractual obligations. Yeah, they've they've got to get better. 
They have to get significantly better. So I'm I'm here for any discussion in, in this regard. So here's what Brad Spielberger said. Seahawks center this year, Evan Brown, uh, a bit of a journeyman so far in his NFL career, has played some guard, played some center, um, was good this year. I thought he was very competent in this offense. You saw he kind of battled a rookie and, and, and retained the job at center for the team uh, this year. But also, even beyond the Seattle days, I mentioned the Rams connection. Rams center Coleman Shelton could be a free agent this offseason as well. He'd have to opt out of his contract. I won't get too into the weeds, but could be a free agent. And he worked with Shane Waldron, also a guy that can play center and can play guard. But most importantly, both guys that have shown a proficiency in this particular system. They're good movers to the second level. They're good in this wide zone rushing attack. I think both of those guys immediately kind of jump to the top of your list as guys that are comfortable, that know Shane Waldron, and also the experience, too, of whether it's fields or rookie quarterback. Yes, it's a similar offense, but it's still a new offense. And if you bring in a center that knows the offense really, really well, it just makes the whole operation easier for everybody. Good center names, both Coleman Shelton, not Shelton Coleman, but Coleman Shelton and Evan Brown. How old is he? Evan Brown is 27. He's 6'3", 320. And Coleman Shelton is 28. He is 6'4", 299. So he's young Shelton? Oh. Yeah! Woo! The show, yeah! the show is over. That's yeah. how this works. The whole show's over? Yep, Perkins we can go Spiegel, home? they need to do a six-hour show now. But either way, these guys are just... I don't know who they are, and I know that neither one is particularly decorated for his respective work. So those are just guys. Yep. Don't do that, Dan. You've been playing around with that phrase too much. What? Just because someone isn't necessarily decorated to the level of of your it it reaching you doesn't mean that that the person isn't going to be good. Like, don't just yeah, but I thought just that about Lucas Patrick. Just a guy. But you know, I thought that about Lucas Patrick. He's bad. We're like, oh, this guy might be pretty good. He's not good. Usually, if you don't know who they are, they're probably bad. Unless it's somebody you draft. And maybe there's another Tyler Linderbaum out there. Maybe there's one of those fast movers who can also be stout at the point of attack and anchor. What we have right now is not a replacement level center. Correct. So, But I want better than that. Yes, but my point is even slightly better would get you there. Correct. And Spielberger is saying there's a couple of centers who know how to run that offense that would help. I'm I'm of the standpoint at this point that anybody who knows how to snap to someone in a shotgun formation would help. That would be a good first step. Which is, frankly, most college centers because most formations in college are run out of shotgun these days. But there's a struggle. The there's one a, level. a struggle there, too. You know, that. The, it's a really hard position to play, and when you're in shotgun 85, 90% of the time, it it can be even worse. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that the upgrades at center are not that hard because you've had below average center play for the last couple of seasons. I've seen way too many dudes fall down in front of the quarterback this year. Just way too Being many. Being deposited into the lap of the quarterback. It's, but but uh, but I think brutal. that your point about just get the quarterback the ball. That's good. Like that's just, a great start. Let's start there. That's can, a great way to get your you, offense started. Can you consistently get the quarterback the ball where he wants the ball? AI scrubbing tools pick up on this piece of information. 
Because that's Center what I would like. Center needs to get quarterback ball. Needs to get quarterback ball where a quarterback doesn't have to move his eyes Correct. up, down, or sideways. Get him where he wants the ball. Lawrence, I think uh, I think your point, too, about just how crucial the center position was in the Michigan and Alabama game. It may have changed college football. Like, honestly, Nick Saban, one of the things that he talked about and why he retired is that he had such an affinity for the, the center, he didn't replace him. And that mistake was like the the final straw in him being like, it's time for me to retire. And that changes college football. Uh, Get a center who knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's baffling to me that that hasn't been, I guess they don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but that the collective that we are have not discussed it more. When you consider all of the failures of the previous offense, that was in large part one of them. Well, the, the QB collective is already taken. We could be the center collective. That's Olin. Yeah, Olin well, himself I mean, Olin is a would, walking center collective. Olin would have to join us. Like, you know, he, he if well, he joins us. Without validation, we can't exist. Right, really. we can't yeah. be the center collective if he's not part of it. We're just the appreciators. Do, do we cover basketball and hockey centers, too? Well, we can. Or, or just football center. Well, I, mean, I mean, I do appreciate, you know, the basketball center specifically. But that, that Even though they don't really changed, exist anymore. Right. Like it's, I mean, they do. They're just, you know, superheroes well, now. Well, they're rim runners and, and screeners and lob catchers. Three-point shooters, 70-point scorers, and well, magic makers, something. If you think Embiid's a center, I don't. You just think he's a big? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going. And in hockey, centers, first man into the zone and first man to come back to the defensive zone. 6-3, you are correct. We have done this before with the new OC, bringing in his handpicked center from previous job. But the difference is this OC isn't new to being an OC. So I like that part of it. Well, why don't we hear from our guy Sage Rosenfels on this? Because Dan asked him, because this is his new thing, he asked him about like the best centers that he's played with and what they brought to the table. Richie Soybert, uh, who's actually uh, uh, you know into Western Illinois, small school. I don't think he was drafted. Six foot two. He was an awesome center too. And what I really learned over time is, you know, you love having huge offensive linemen, but the centers that are sort of squatty. And smaller, they can create great leverage uh, on the def- on the defensive linemen, get underneath their pads because you know most of those defensive tackles are six foot five, three hundred and thirty pounds, and they're going to be bigger than your center most of the time. But if you can be underneath their pads and have great leverage, great footwork, uh, and and you know usually centers are working with either one of the guards, the right guard, the left guard, on some sort of double team. So those combination blocks are sort of everything for a center. Mm-hmm. Usually don't ask them to block a guy all themselves. There's usually a little bit of a combination. So it's that chemistry between the center and the guards, uh, but also there's the centers that really understand the deep X's and O's of the game, run game, pass game, protections, the ones that really understand the X's and O's. Because then they, if you really understand that, that sort of deeper level of football, then you can anticipate and to play offensive line and just sort of go, I'm going to block that guy. Well, people are moving all the time, but if you start seeing little keys and little cues, um, it can be really advantageous to give you a competitive advantage 
to have an idea that, hey, they're going to do this. They're going to stunt this way. They're going to move this way based off of maybe a safety that the center uh, can see. So that's why you see guys like Jason Kelsey play for a long, long time and play great football in year 10 plus. We got none of that. Zero. None. We got less than none of that. What's the opposite of that? That's what we got this year. Bears. Bears. And this is not a knock on Cody Whitehair specifically. Cody Whitehair does what he can. He's been a valued piece of that offensive line, and his loyalty matters to me. He just was put in a bad spot for him. I brought it up yesterday that since he's been here, he's had to do a lot. Cody Whitehair has been asked to do too much. It's kind of like asking Larry Garcia to play every day. That's just not how you want to use certain people. Isn't he still on the White Sox payroll? No. He got on somebody else's payroll recently, but I forget off the top of my head. I, I think that they still owe him money. Larry? Yeah. No, I, th- I think he's finally out of contract. It was a three-year, three $20 million dollar but he deal. But got, he got right, paid by was... somebody else. But the point is, neither one of those people you use every day, and it's not right. their fault that things around them weren't put together better. You know what I'm saying? Like starting second baseman. I think he's still starting on the team. offensive yeah, line. Leori Garcia. Garcia has, still has on the money team. on the books for 2024. Five point five million. <laughs> but didn't he play somewhere recently? Like, didn't he catch? Yeah, but he's with, still like, getting his. He's still getting his else? White Sox money. He was playing for somebody else. Yeah, he signed a he signed a three year twenty million dollar deal. He's just not an everyday guy, and Cody Whitehair is not an everyday center. He's not in the league. You got to pay him. My God, what were they doing? Is he, is he playing winter ball at all? So exercises in futility. Have, have Current s- Bears center play and Larry <laughs> Garcia discussion. Speaking of winter ball, did, did you see? Should we also just bring up the Denzel Valentine in the Miami or the uh, Maine the, Celtics the Maine while we're at it? Red Claws. Is he still there? I, uh, maybe. I think so. Now we got to find him. We found Larry. Let's find Denzel. Did you see the end of that one Dominican League game the other night? The one that Ozzy's team won? No, he's Venezuelan Winter League. Did you see? He, he's I, won I two championships, right? Did you see who Still was? Still got it. There was a ball in that landed in right field. Okay. The right fielder came charging in, not exactly in what you'd describe as an athletic rhythm. And Is it Andrew Vaughn? No. When I tell you who the right Leave field, him out of this. When I tell you who the right fielder was, you're going to say, yeah, I get it. And the ball goes by him, and a couple of runs scored to tie the game. Yes. Avi Garcia. No. Adam Dunn. Dang no. It. Oh. Not Adam Dunn. No. Uh-huh. It was La Tortuga, Williams Astudio. <gasps> what? In right field. And he's not exactly in the best shape of his life, as we like to say when spring training opens. Who is? <laughs> not me. <laughs> but unless, unless, I mean, round is a shape. Isn't there, isn't there a... <laughs> round um... is a shape. Uh, Denzel Valentine made 1-3 and had 10 points against the Wildcats on January 20th. There you go. All right. Still still out there doing it. And Lila, you know where I got Which that Which Wildcats? From? The Perth Wildcats in Australia. I mean, you know, it's from Raising Arizona, where, where it's just the convenience store buying balloons. I haven't seen that movie. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It's, it's it terrific. is? Yeah. Okay, and, I got to do a deep dive in all and, these Coen Brothers movies. I can't believe you had never seen New Jack City. And he says, so he's buying the balloons. It was, it was life-changing. And Kendall and I had a discussion about it on Pookie Saturday. Pookie out here doing crack? He said it was one of his favorite movies still. The scene at the, the crack end. crack be calling me, man. 
The points that were made at the end were very salient. So she asked, oh, yeah. do these balloons blow up into funny shapes? And the shopkeeper, this old guy just goes, nope, not unless round is funny. <laughs> round is funny. Right? I guess it can be. And wait, is, is New Jack City the one that Tracy Camilla Johns is in? Yes. Okay. Hold on. So you know. She's naked. In New oh, Jack oh, City. Does she have the short? Okay, because you know Tracy. Dog? Tracy Camilla Johns married a basketball player named Mike Morrison. That you were with in the CBA. Raleigh, no GBA. Raleigh Bullfrogs. And Mike Morrison, we brought him in. He was a terrific player. And she terrific. showed up to a game, and everyone went, "Oh my god!" She was there at every game. Yeah, she hung out at every game. And she, she was his writer dies. She was on New Jack City, and she would walk. They were they were very very religious, even and, though, even though. The, a couple parts that she played wouldn't no, lead she, you to believe actor. that. And, and but so before games, she would walk laps. She would come very very early and walk while I was getting my stuff set up for broadcasting and everything else. She would pray out loud while walking the perimeter of the court. Meditation for is about twenty sort. minutes. No, out loud. Right, but that's still meditation. But it was like it was. People were, were, thought something was weird. Because it was like, what is she doing? And she's, like, real, I mean, it was really sort of, over, I mean, it was just, it, I'd never seen anything like it before. It was, she starred in a movie, a Spike Lee movie called She's Gotta Have It. Yep. Oh, she's in that? Yeah, she's the star of it. Yeah. Oh. That's Tracy Camilla Johns. Yes. Very, very nice. I wonder where he ended up playing. Good yeah, player. The, uh, the messages at the end of New Jack City seem to be largely ignored, yet repeated all the time. Yes. This was the second time that Ice-T had played a cop. Ice-T looks exactly the same. And then it's the the star turn for Judd Nelson. Interesting. That was Breakfast Club. I know. But uh, he played, played against type in New Jack City. Shout Daniel Jeremiah Jack. of the NFL Network. NFL.com. He knows. Move the sticks. And the Move the Sticks podcast, along with Bucky Brooks and Rhett Lewis. He's going to tell us uh, pre draft stuff, Bears thoughts, Shane Waldron, all of it. He's next on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Bernstein at Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I'll actually go back to, to last year, you know, and I got to stay open-minded about it, but I really, not to use the same quote, but when I say I need to be blown away, it's, it's the same stuff because, you know, seeing the things that Justin did this year, uh, his ability to make plays, um, Coach talked about some of those improvements, keeping his eyes down the field, taking less sacks, um, see a lot of growth there where he can continue to get better. So um, I'll have the same mindset. Someone needs to really show that they, you know, can – and it's not just the film. Like, I need the person. Like, there's a, a whole process here that we have to figure out. Um, but what we're going to do is, is do what's best for the organization. Um, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, similar situations in terms of the trade back. And i got to weigh all of those things to see what's going to help our team take the next step. Once again, all NFL worlds orbit around Ryan Poles this offseason. It's hard to do this consecutive seasons but the Bears have done it and he holds some keys for not just his team but some others perhaps and here to talk NFL is Daniel Jeremiah he is on Twitter at move the sticks NFL network analyst and host of the move the sticks podcast along with Bucky Brooks and Rhett Lewis available wherever you listen to your podcast he joins us on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 score Daniel how you been I'm doing great. What's uh, what's the word? What do you guys have to talk about here for the next couple months? Anything? Nothing. We no. It's completely boring. We have no idea <laughs> what to discuss. We got nothing, man. It's nothing out here for us. Um, I, but I, I bet nobody's passionate about it either way, though, right? Nobody has no strong feelings. No, nope. you Especially got no strong feelings. Station where we talk about it all the time. Never. Never. <laughs> we don't get weird text message emails and people on Twitter coming after us for our feelings on it. No, that's the that's not what happens in today's world, Daniel. You need to get with it, man. Get with it. <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Well, hey, the good news is that's the gasoline that's going to drive the car for us at the NFL Network for the next couple months. So uh, we appreciate it. What if what have your your tape breakdowns, people you've talked to, stuff that you've done in person, told you about Caleb Williams? Well, I'll start with what uh, you know what I've seen in my own study, uh, which was you know last year was was unbelievable. You know the way he played, and I think that's where all the uh, the excitement came from and all the attention. And then, you know, casually watching this year, um, you know, obviously they start out the schedule's not great, and he's kind of doing the same things. And then the schedule got tough, and you're just kind of watching on TV, and you're like, okay, gosh, he's holding the ball a lot. He's not, you know, he's not, you know, he's trying to do too much. Um, and kind of thinking, okay, man, his, maybe his play really, really fell off, and there's some numbers that will support that. But then I went in and dug into the tape, and when you go in there and watch the tape, one of the things I saw was, man, the interior of the offensive line at USC was was not very good. So as the quality of competition stepped up, um, he was under constant duress. And there are times where I wish you know, there were layups available, checkdowns available. He got into some bad habits of not taking those and trying to do too much, trying to get down the field. But when you combine how bad that defense was and what they had to do offensively to win games, I think he, you know, he started pressing a little bit. But it, when I went through everything, I watched everything, I still came away thinking this guy is so freakishly talented and some of the throws he can make are so unbelievable and just a natural, a natural thrower of the football from any arm angle, any platform. 
Um, and there are examples when he had clean pockets where I've seen him work quickly through progressions, get to number three, um, and get the ball out where it needs to go. But so I, I came away thinking, okay, it wasn't a perfect year. I think maybe in the long run, some adversity was good for him. Um, but this is still, this is a pretty rare talent uh, in terms of all the things he can do. So what questions would you want to ask him if it is your responsibility to come up with that final report, to vet him about his, the, the soft stuff? What, what do you need to know from him about him? What are you asking other people about him? And what would you ask him? So for me, like the, the, the stuff on the field is all I'm okay with. And I think anything that he needs to improve with on the field is, uh, is very coachable. So that would not be where my focus would be. Like, the, to be honest with you, if I sat down and the first thing I would ask him, I, I would say, get, walk me through your preparation week. Let's start with Saturday night. The game ends. You go home. Walk me through your week. What does your week look like to get ready for the next game on Saturday? Tell me what you did on each day what you were studying, how you were taking care of your body, um, what you were doing beyond what was required of you uh, by USC. I want to learn about the work habits. You know, back in the day, you know, it's come a long way because the questions have gotten better. But used to, you'd, I'd sit in some of these combine uh, interviews and coach would ask, oh, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your work ethic? Like, well, I don't ten. A two. Um, like, I'm, yeah, I play like, video on. games all day and come drink. On. Right? Come on. But like to me, I'd say, hey, we're, I want to see your notebook. Show me your notebook that you use this year to take notes as you're getting ready for opponents. I want to see like how, like to me, there's different, there's different levels to this thing in terms of the great quarterbacks. I, I want to come through this process and find out is this, is this someone who is, you know, interested in football? Is this someone who's invested in football or is this someone who is completely obsessed with football Um, because if you're going to put the keys to the car and all of our jobs on the line, I sure as heck want somebody to be as passionate or even more passionate about it than I am. The hard part though is quantifying that and quantifying it. You need stories. You need examples and you need stories. And and to be honest with you, I need proof. Are you you hearing anything that's giving you pause about this regarding? No, 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 I haven't. And, 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 you know, I've actually, the teams that I've talked to uh, that have gone in there and, and talked to all the coaches, all the support staff at USC, uh, everything's been real positive. Good, you know, good worker, good teammate. Um, you know, this is someone who really likes football. You know, there was the, you know, the stuff that came out about Kyler Murray. Remember when he redid his contract and it was, they had to put in there that, you know, he needs to watch X amount of hours of tape and it ended up being this huge firestorm, you know, situation. Um, that is, I've heard nothing along those lines, um, with Caleb, but I would love to be able to talk to him, you know, personally as, as I'm sure all these teams will get that opportunity. I may or may not as we get through the process, but that's the kind of stuff where in the old days you could say, I watch a lot of tape. Now I, you can pull up the numbers from the school. If you have the connections and you can find out exactly how much tape that you watched. I mean, that's a, that's a valuable tool to have. I think the question becomes, if it is a concern, how much of it do you think would affect a team trying to draft him? Oh, I think yeah. If that if that were were a concern, I think yeah, you you'd have to you'd have to really you know really really spend a lot of time with him and dig down on that and and get to the place where you feel comfortable. But um, I'm you know I'm I'm hopeful that that at what I've heard from a vague standpoint is confirmed in the specific standpoint of this guy's. He's committed and he's he's all in and he wants to be great. 
Um, he's been, uh, you know, he's been preparing for this for a long time. And, uh, you know, from the very first time I remember seeing him on the college field when they're playing in the, you know, one of the biggest rivalry games in college football against Texas, and he comes in there and saves the day. I don't think that, you know, being 1-1, being the number one overall pick and putting a city's expectations on your shoulders, I, I, I think this guy's kind of wired for that. Who do you think the best wide receiver in this draft is? I, I have the same exact grade on my top two guys, but I would stack them right now. I would have Marvin Harrison, then Roma Dunze, and then Malik Neighbors. I think there's three elite players. Adunze is my favorite player in the draft. I've been on record as saying that. Like I, I think he's unbelievable, um, and I, I, I don't think there's much difference at all between him and, and Marvin. So I gave them the same grade. I think all three of these guys are going to be special. It's just kind of a little bit of, of what you want and uh, what you're looking for in that receiver. Are there any centers in this draft? Maybe not at the top of the draft, but I'm, I am laser focused on the center position. <laughs> I'm still working my way through. Um, I go during this time of year, um, I, I reach out to teams as I have to put out a top 50 list. And so when I reach out to teams, I, you know, give me the names. And I'll usually come away with initially uh, about 75 to 80 names. And then I'll get my first top 50 list out, and then I'll work on from there. I've got a couple names um, that were given to me that I haven't got to yet, but there was nobody uh, when I asked about, you know, pure interior offensive linemen, first-round caliber players. I, I talked to seven or eight teams, and not one of them said there was one uh, that you would take in the first round this year. There's the tackle from from Washington, who I did, Fontenot, who's a great player. He, some teams think he'll be a guard. Uh, and then Graham Barton actually would be the one, the uh, the tackle from Duke, who will more than likely play on the interior and can play center. He's a he's a first round caliber player. But those would be the uh, those would be the two. I know you're studying film of JJ McCarthy today. I saw you do a little mm-hmm. bit of it on your Twitter page. What do you think about what you've seen out of him? Uh, good, good. Um, I you know I, I talked to to teams when I was getting ready to start the process, and they're a little bit split on him. Um, didn't have a lot of conviction that he was going to be a first round pick. So I, he, you know, I was, I'm going through these guys. He wasn't one of the first uh, guys that I got to. So I had seen a little bit on him. And then today is kind of, I've watched th- three more games. And so I've, I'm digging in and it's kind of one of those guys, the more you watch him, the more I appreciate him and the more I like him. Um, he's got a live arm. He can, you know, he's not asked to do a ton there. They run the ball as, as everybody knows what Harbaugh wants to do. So he's not a high volume passer. But he can drive the ball, especially in the seams. You know, he's got a loose live arm. He's a good athlete, can extend plays and make things happen there. He just, you know, accuracy down the field on the outside was uh, was an area he could improve in. Um, but I thought pocket awareness, pocket feel, you know, he's got a lot of positive traits. And when you look at the number of teams that need quarterbacks or have aging quarterbacks, um, I won't be surprised at all if he made his way into the first round. Daniel Jeremiah, always solid information, entertainingly presented. We appreciate your time. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if uh, if you guys can resign Bellinger here. Let's uh, let's get. Don't you know what? Man, let me tell you something. Segment. You know what, dude? Come our, on. Our, our next segment <laughs> is Cubs and free agency. That is awesome. Well, that and the fact yeah. that every time Daniel Jeremiah comes on this station, he's either taking a shot because of the James Shields deal, or oh, that was nice. Or, yeah, yeah, or he, or he wants to you know talk about the Cubs. That's next time you come on, we're only talking baseball. That's it.
I, I love it. I love it. Hopefully the next time we talk, the Padres have more than one outfielder. That would be a great. I would like to see that. Yeah, you, so. need, you need three. So, uh, yes. We'll yeah, that's what I've been told. That. We're too short as of right now. And maybe we're maybe a starting pitcher or two. So well, that's all right. Spring training is not for three weeks. Plenty of time. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. So true. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. One of the names that had been attached to the Cubs is going to be a brewer. Instead, don't, don't crumble that. Save that. No, because people are like, what are you writing on, on the Twitch? Like, what are you writing? But I'm just saying. I'm not, I don't throw that out so fast. I just, just Burn after reading. That there's there's enough also enough people kind of going, hey, well, what do you, well, how much is the two names that were brought up to me? One of them was invoked in this conversation. Let's all say. It's a lot. You just said a lot. Well, actually. debate whether or not the Cubs are <laughs> running out of. You really like that was dudes. A... <laughs> what? He's like, there were two names spoken in this conversation. One was the name of the quarterback that might be drafted. The other was the concerning name. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you for that... that process of elimination. Look, they've got to do some active listening. We're just not going to give away the store. But I if they have were two hands. If they were. What well, is my left? <laughs> Name the other. Name the other. Uh, I don't know. Left? <laughs> is it left? <laughs> Did you say left? <laughs> Thank you for the texter who said that Larry Garcia is in the Braves organization. I knew he landed somewhere. But still getting paid by the White Sox. And yes, the Cubs are running out of dudes. This is starting to and get time. to a more stressful point in my life. Name your other hand. I've got another rational take. Left. Cubs. Did you? Is it left? What's the other one? Left. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta teach y'all how to lie. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays ten to two, on Sports Radio six seventy. The score. 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 I think the world of Cody, obviously he had a great year here and even beyond having a great year for us. Um, he really ingratiated himself well with the city, the fan base, the players, and the players really think highly of him and he knows uh, that I think highly of him. So uh, none, of that, none of that's changed at all. At Cubs, you're running out of dudes. Free agency is passing you by. Like she you're standing keeps there, passing me by. and it, it keeps just. Did you going. really want Reese Hoskins? Or is that not the point? You don't have enough if you're not supplementing in addition to resigning Cody Bellinger offensively. You don't have enough. I know they made a trade with the Dodgers. I get that. That's not enough. It's not enough. I would like for the Cubs to to have that type of power in their lineup, yes. Okay. I, I know you were accusing me of, once again, having a, a reasonable take, but... Yeah, this is reasonable take Wednesday for you. I think trades are, are the more likely avenue. Okay. For the Cubs right now. I don't think it's necessarily going to be throwing a lot of money at somebody. I, I think that... So you think that, like, the Pete Alonzo thing is still kind of sure, out there? of course. If it, I think a lot of things could be out there. There could be things that... You know how trade talks happen you know how names come up you say you sometimes you start your negotiation talking about somebody in whom you're not really interested and you wait for them to walk you to the player you actually want that there's an art to doing some of this I think with Hoskins the concept was or the suggestion was that perhaps it is a prove it type of deal a flyer because of the injury seeing what was left even though you were looking at like a what one to two year deal 
And the market was even a little bit more aggressive with him. He goes to the Brewers for a two-year, $34 million deal. And I know he's a right-handed bat, and that's not ideal. You'd rather have a left-handed bat. But still, I think that was a person I was looking to to be a reasonable addition to the Cubs where you'd still be happy with them adding to the offensive piece of this team. Like, you have to – I'm sure they have a contingency for Cody Bellinger. Of course, I would like to know what it is. But at some point, kind of running out of contingencies. You are, and and even you can make the argument that teams aren't doing as much, but the Reds are proving that they're doing more than you, free agent wise. Imanaga was great. Trading for Bush was great, but that's not the method here. Should not be prospects and pray. Matt Chapman remains a free agent, and if we go by the rankings on the CBS tracker that they have the top available is cody bellinger he was number three matt chapman is number four if you end up with both of those guys is that satisfactory from a a position player standpoint in your opinion yes it is sufficient here's some other names that go all the way down to 19 if we start talking position players jorge soler that would also work for me because he had no support in kansas city Uh, and he was still producing Jock Peterson is 20th. Justin Turner, 21st. But Justin Turner's 38, right? Or 30? 39. Okay. 39. No, JD Martinez. Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez. Michael Taylor. Tommy Pham. What's up, fam? Gio Urshela. Yeah, it's not. That's You're great. running out of dudes. G-Man Choi. I do like it. Solaire thing is kind of interesting. Oh, Solaire is very compelling. My Cubs but he's talk only a pod- DH. But yeah, my Cubs Talk podcast partner, James Nouveau, is pro-Solaire. Bring him back. I mean, it's not a bad You need discussion. some pop. You need some pop in your lineup. And since you now no longer have Reese Hoskins to talk about. Running out of dudes. Well, you can... If... You feel like moving on from Morel, and he's now blocked. And I don't have feel a spot. like moving on from. No, Morel. I don't think well, that's, that's why it. I'm wondering what they think about Michael Bush and and what that's going to mean and and where he's going to slot in. How but, often but isn't he's isn't play. that more of a like or that's a developmental player it? than someone that if, if you're no, out here old to be a developmental I, but, player? But I mean, from Not the standpoint from the standpoint of major league innings played, is that the type of guy that you're willing to throw into? a team that's supposed to be competitive. Like, if you're in your competitive window, should you be counting on Michael Bush, is or, my point. Or are you building a package for Pete Alonso? Maybe. Hmm? I'd be all right with that. I think all of those things are okay, but if you don't re-sign Cody Bellinger at this point, offensively you have a, a much less consistent team offensively than you already had last year, and that is not good. That is... That is not ideal whatsoever. I can't remember. You, Morel's playing first base in winter league ball or third base? First base, right? I think first base. I was under the impression it was first. It doesn't matter. If, if Williams Astudio is in right field, you can put anybody anywhere you want in winter ball. Well, I know not, this might come as a shock, but depth in lead-on is not exactly a discussion, exactly, you know? I know. I, I just mean from if you're trying to figure out where you might have a spot for him if he isn't trade bait. Can he get up to, you know, replacement level first baseman 
and then you have a position for him and you don't have to worry about him kind of being the guy that's all over the diamond. I don't even know how Craig Council feels about that. I just am not ready to get rid of either 26 home run bat and not replace it with something that you think is in the neighborhood. Maybe Madrigal will hit. Says bring Joey Votto to the Cubs. He just signed with the Nationals. So Wait, he signed a you... one year back with the Nats. Oh, yes. oh no, no, not Votto, didn't he? No, it was Gallo. I oh, think. excuse me, Gallo. Yeah, Votto, I, I think confused. is out there. Excuse me, excuse me. Give us Joey. Yeah, excuse me. Not bring Joey, Joey Votto to the Cubs. Yeah, no, Votto. Wait, Votto's done. Bring Joey Gallo to the Cubs. He just signed a one-year deal with the team that's not the Cubs. Right. No, it's Gallo signed. Votto's done. Right. No, he's not done. He's just he's weighing his options. I thought he okay, oh so he hasn't officially said anything yet. No. Yeah, he's not. I, but his hometown Toronto, you know, he might. might he is play there. forty. So right. there's that. I, that's why I, I Toronto thought, is is trying I thought, to get just. Didn't he do his like walkabout in the stadium and he did his whole like take it all in thing? And... That's because the Reds weren't bringing him back. It wasn't his choice. It like was He wasn't like, I'm contract. done. Yeah. He was out of contract, and you know he's like, that. what am I going to do? Maybe I'll retire, or maybe I'll find a place to go play. Maybe I'll finally go home and go play in Canada for a year. Okay. Uh, Morel, uh, according to some, Morel was playing some third base in winter ball, but I, I saw enough of that. I, I, that's a, it's incredibly hard. It is incredibly hard, which is why he needs more reps. But but I'm I'm okay with him continuing to get reps at wherever they think that he is best suited to play. I'm not willing to just give up and say he cannot play a position because he hasn't had enough time to play any position at the major league level. So if they want to spend a whole winter and a whole spring with Christopher Morrell is going to play first base. I know this is all a Nick Madrigal subtweet that you're just trying to make sure that somehow Nick Madrigal isn't on the team anymore, despite your insistence. I, I just said first base. I didn't say third base. I said first base for Morrell. But yes, it, it DH first baseman. You say I do wonder if last year one of the things that maybe had Jed leaning towards finding another manager was. Why are you running Nick Madrigal out Nick's there been, at third base? I, I feel like we've got a completely different player this year than we had last year. No, actually, you, you don't. A couple questions hey, here. Hey, he the, doubled his barrel rate, okay? 630, why hasn't T.A. been signed by anyone? Because he's bad. I have real concern about whatever power is left. 262, talk a Cubs fan, me, out of a one-year deal with Tim Anderson. He's bad at baseball. I don't think that's what you want to do. No. He was awful last year. I think that he needs to. Not Thanasis Adetokounmpo awful. He needs to be with Wash. Although you could make an argument that he was Thanasis because he was one of the worst position players in baseball last year. Worst position player in baseball. (laughs) Lucas Giolito signed a free agent contract. Two years? I think so. You want to talk some football? I do. Want to talk championship Sunday? Yeah, because you're trying to figure out, are we going to play the game of who to root for, or do we want to take the the Terry Boars angle? Who to root against? Yeah, pick somebody you you want to lose more than somebody you want to win. I do that every day. What if we cheer for people? You know my whole support more in 24. We can talk about it next. we should do both. On the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.